arenas. My passport is tattered. It look like it's active. I play on these planes. Y'all catch me in traffic. Yeah, your arenas. My passport is tattered. It look like it's active. I play on these planes. Y'all catch me in traffic. Yeah. All right, welcome back to the Travel and Hustle podcast. This is Tony, your host, Mr. Will Work for Travel. I have a special friend in the place today. Uh, I call it her Spanish interpreter. Um, <laughs> she also goes by Christy Love on social media, but I'll let her introduce herself as well. Hola, como estas? También. No, this is Christy Love 19. Follow me on Instagram, but I'm private because I work with kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's part of the reason why I invited you on the show today. Um, I know you are a Spanish teacher yes. uh, here in the city. I won't name the city, but in the city, you yes. are a Spanish teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to see if you could kind of tell us how has you feel like knowing Spanish enhanced your travels, basically. It, it's validation because you learn a language you spend all this time learning. So four years in high school and I earned a degree in college. And to go somewhere and speaking with the people and they reply back to you and they're like, oh, your Spanish is very good or your pronunciation is really good. Like, thank you. So it's a really nice pat on the back and makes you feel like, hey, I really know what I'm doing. That's what's up. Would you, well, I guess going back. So when you said you started learning high school, did you get a a chance to learn of other speakers like a native or did you go out the country? It was all based in the States. My first three years were just primarily in the States. And then going into my senior year, we had a chance to go to Madrid, Spain. Well, actually not just Madrid. We did a tour. So it was like a 14 day tour. So we started in Malaga, the Southern coast, went to Cordoba, Sevilla, Segovia, Toledo, and Madrid. So it was a nice little jaunt around the country. Beautiful place, very beautiful. I'd love to go back. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I've, I've only seen pictures there. I have, I have. I want to go to Spain, that's on my list, but I figure I need to work on Spanish to go to Spain. That's or just my personal experience. you need experience. an interpreter. That too, that too. <laughs> I'm gonna invite you on my vacation with me. That so works. We'll, we'll do that. That works. So what have you, I guess, what led you down the path, I guess, to use it as a profession? What? Well. Having a degree in journalism and Spanish, my main focus was public relations. And I worked for the athletic department at my alma mater. And when I moved to my current city, nobody was hiring in marketing and PR. Mm -hmm. But who was hiring was the school system. So my first year, I was an emergency math teacher. (laughs) So that year, I learned fractions Mm -hmm. because I struggled with them as a child. And then realized, you know what, this really isn't that bad. And then an opportunity rolled over. The Spanish teacher that was there left. So they was like, hey, why don't you come in and take her position? So I've been in the classroom ever since. Okay, well, congratulations. I'm sure the kids love you. They do, they do. Okay. Well, Sometimes it's mutual. <laughs> <laughs> what well, is June? So the school year is wrapping up. Hallelujah. You got any big travel plans set up or? Not too much. Mm-hmm. Just some stateside stuff. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. As long as you can use a little Spanish here and there, it's fine. Yeah, I'll be going to Houston. So Houston, yeah. Definitely work, work yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I know you recently, I follow you on Instagram. So you have a couple yes. pics. Uh, where were you recently? I was in Colombia. Colombia. What part? I went to Cartagena, okay. and then we did a day trip to Medellin. Okay, that's what's up. I've been to Cartagena as well. I love, mm-hmm. I love that place. Yes. Tell us about your experience in the game. How had Spanish enhanced that trip? And were you the only Spanish speaker in your group? Because it looked like it was a group of y'all. Yes, there was four of us. Um, one of the other girls on the trip has a minor in Spanish from mm-hmm. Chapel Hill. Okay. But, you know, with me using it the most, um, it was interesting, like, just being somewhere... I had a different feeling than being in Mexico and then in Puerto Rico. Like, 
nobody spoke any English. Gotcha. Like in some of the other touristy places, you'll find people that speak English. Right. So there might have been a couple, but it was like, hey, can you help me with this? I'm trying to get this. What do I need? How, how do we go here? Giving directions right. and then listening was different. I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is really coming in handy. So, yeah. I have a, I actually, a couple years ago, I feel like four years ago, 4th of July weekend, I went to Cartagena. One of my coworkers mm-hmm. is from there. Yes. Um, and his dad was having a big birthday celebration. And mm-hmm. it was crazy. Like, I was like, yo, they just like us. Once I got there and realized that right. um, he had a, like a big, uh, a live band. It was like a marching of like four people. And okay. it came down to the house. And literally, he like got up and just started dancing. Oh, oh, any of your guys dancing like even yeah. 20. So it was a cool experience. But while I was there, of course, there's some touristy stuff. And we took a boat to, they call it uh, Playa Blanca. White Beach. Yes. We took a boat, and on the way from the on the way back, uh, the motor started going on the boat, <laughs> and I didn't know what was going on because, of course, the driver is talking to his, his uh, co-captain, and they're talking in Spanish. But I see the lady next to me, and she looks like very scared. So I'm like, should I be scared? You know, I'm calculating like, how far are we from the water. I'm like, my swimming skills ain't good. Like, what's going on? <laughs> so at that time, I was like, yo, I probably really need to know Spanish because situations like this right um obviously we got to safety they took us to like a small fishing town which was really a truly small fishing town um halfway um and we got there we ate and then they fixed the boat or whatever they did we were able to get back later but i definitely was nervous because i didn't know what was being said and i just Mm -hmm. seen a lady and she looked like she was in tears gotcha so it was yeah it comes in handy when i was um looking for employment outside of where i ended up at i was actually in washington dulles airport and there was a woman, she was just wandering around looking for somebody that spoke Spanish. And I guess I have that look. I look Dominican, Puerto Rican. And she stopped me. She was like, hablas español? I'm like, yeah. So she was lost. She needed to find something. And I'm like, wow, out of all the people in this airport, she singled me out. So that's when I thought about, you know, maybe this is a gift. So I'm going to use my gift to my advantage. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. No. And I guess you do travel, like I said, a lot. Where other places have you been that you got to use the language? Um, Puerto Vallarta with Winter Escape, which was a fabulous trip. Pay your deposit. <laughs> Costa Rica, also with Winter Escape. Pay your deposit for Jamaica 2020. <laughs> I've been to Spain, uh, Puerto Rico, Honduras, which was beautiful. Um, Belize. And that's pretty much about it. So, um... I hear, I don't know personally, but I hear that the Spanish is a little different depending on where you learn it, where you go. It is. And all those places are a little bit further on the map. So can you kind of talk towards that? Definitely. So with Spain being the mother tongue, with the conquistadors coming over and conquering the new world, I won't say they discovered because it was already discovered. Uh um, You'll find that each region, even within one country, they have different dialects. Wow. So, for example, somebody from Puerto Rico, they might eat a chino. Other places, they call it a naranja, which is an orange. Mm-hmm. And they were saying they call them chinos because of Mandarin oranges, Mandarin China. Gotcha. I was like, I see the play on words. So it just depends on which region you're from. Mm-hmm. So I work with a couple of Puerto Ricans. So I've got Puerto Rican cuss words, <laughs> Mexican cuss words, Cuban cuss words. So everybody's things are a little bit different and you have to be very careful with the slang or vernacular that you use because it could be a term of endearment to somebody in Mexico, but then it's a vulgar phrase to somebody in Argentina or Dominican Republic. Makes sense, makes sense. And then I give the example with me being from up north, I drink pop. (laughs) 
But down here, they drink soda. <laughs> so. <laughs> Understood. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. So, in, I guess, tell us a story or something you feel like you got exclusive access to because you were on a trip and you actually knew Spanish. You got any, any stories you want to share? Wow. Um, actually, I was still in high school, and my mom's originally from outside of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And there's about six cousins. We're all the same age. So it was right after the 96 Olympics. Okay. We're just kind of hanging out. And we decide, hey, why don't we go get some ice cream? I don't know why we picked Steak and Shake, <laughs> but that's where we went. And we're all good looking. It runs in the family. We all have good genes. Hey, Amen. <laughs> Speak back. So we were standing there, and the guy took our order, and then he went back in the kitchen, and a couple more Hispanic guys came out of the kitchen. And they were like, ay, 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 las mames son bonitas. And da, da 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 So I just turned around. I'm like, well, you're not bad looking yourself. All of their faces dropped, mouths wide open, <laughs> embarrassed, went back into the kitchen and hid. They were just like, oh, she speaks Spanish, yeah. So you had to be very careful. There are people that know more than one language. Unfortunately, that's an American thing. American thing. <laughs> it's an American thing. You won't find a lot of people who are willing to learn a lo- another language. Um, and I've heard several people, oh, well, they're in my country. They should learn English. Mm-hmm. Not quite. Right, right. Because you don't have that same mindset from people in other lands. Right. Um, my neighbor is actually from Mali. Uh-huh. He speaks six different languages. Yeah. So hopefully we can kind of eliminate that single-mindedness. And I try to get my students, hey, part of being an IB student, we have a whole IB learner profile, you have to be open-minded. So thinking about what you do and understanding that not everybody does the same thing that you do. And I want to tell them, think outside of your city, outside of your county, outside of your state, and outside of your country. What you may think is common might not be so common for somebody else and vice versa. Um, One of the things that popped up is a cultural difference in certain Latin American countries. After you use the restroom, you throw the toilet paper in the trash. Mm -hmm. You don't put it in the the commode. Why? Well, I'm not doing that because that's unsanitary. That's nasty. Well, think about it. They don't have the plumbing that we do. Right. So you put toilet paper in there, you're going to destroy the toilet. And then I think something else people thought was interesting was that certain places you have to pay to use public toilets. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they caught me in Colombia. I was like, yeah, I gotta go. So I asked the one lady, she was like, dos mil um, pesos, which is 2,000 pesos. I'm like, 2,000 pesos? Use the bond now. No. So I went and got a coin from my friend. I went and asked another lady. She was like, ah, 500. This was like a quarter. Right. I'm like, that works. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. Definitely something to keep in mind. And then I guess I was reading something recently, mm-hmm. and it basically said Spanish is a gateway to learning other languages. Would you agree with that? You said your neighbor speaks six languages, yes. right? So do you agree if you learn Spanish, you can learn everything else? Or You can. Je parle un peu français. That's all I have. Um, <laughs> so I speak a little French. I know a couple of things, and that's actually for me having to teach a section of French. Thank God it was level, beginning level, so right. sixth grade French. Right. So I know colors, numbers, clothing items, some foods, but there are several similarities between the languages. Um, The one thing I could kick myself for before I graduated from college, they offered a Portuguese for Spanish speakers. Hmm. 
but that was going to be offered in spring quarter, and I graduated winter quarter. I'm not staying for that. I'm not staying for that. I still could kick myself for that. So um, in a former life, I was a marketing manager within the city, and one of my reps was from Brazil. Mm -hmm. He said, oh, you would love Brazil. He's like, and they would be able to understand you because there are the similarities between both languages. So, yeah. Yeah. I had an opportunity to move to Brazil as well. And I was like, I don't know Portuguese. And I'm like, I don't think I can learn it as fast as yeah. I need to learn it mm-hmm. to be effective. So definitely. I definitely could relate to that. Yeah. And then similar, like when you were talking about Spanish and kind of learning and people thinking you just only got to learn your language. Mm-hmm. I used to live in Puerto Rico. The first day I went down there, my coworker, he left me. He, like he went right. to, a, he left, he went 30 minutes away. He said, somebody bring you home. I'm like somebody bring me home. <laughs> so I ended up getting a, a driver that worked at the same place, but he knew like just as much English as mm-hmm. I knew Spanish. Yeah. So he's literally in the car we have a 30 minute car ride he's trying to ask me questions mm-hmm. and I'm like I think I know what you said so I'm like in my head I replied back to him in English and then I said, figured out the Spanish right. equivalent and kind of said it back mm-hmm. so he loved me like the whole time I was there I was there about four months <laughs> and he loved me the whole time because I actually tried to speak Spanish yeah. to him um, and I thought that was really cool um, in that perspective it was scary to me because I'm like yo why is he trying to speak Spanish I don't know it right um, but I definitely felt like we had a instant connection and he used to just bring me snacks when he seen me and home. oh look this is my friend and he gave me snacks and it was like it's a really good experience the rest of my time there just because I, I tried a little bit and even living there three to four months I was able to now I was still scared to speak it but I could understand full complete conversations that were going on around me very good I think that's one of the things they're just excited that you're taking a step to learn the language so not only are you in their country but you're breaking down a few barriers even if it's just like one word phrases or just certain things that you could pull out of a dictionary or an app different things that you can use just to say hey I'm I'm trying right but yeah that works it makes sense it does and I guess on that note would you have any recommendations for people who travel and they're looking to travel and they know they own the Spanish place whether it's Puerto Rico or Spain or mm-hmm. Dominican would you suggest that they was it a fast pace they can learn Spanish or at least it's one of those like if you use it you won't lose it got it so definitely I like Duolingo so with Duolingo I'm like 4% fluent in French okay and they have more than just French and Spanish. Like, if you wanted to learn, um, what is it, Klingon? Mm-hmm. You can learn Klingon. I'm like, okay, that's kind of useless. <laughs> but um, just the different languages um, that they offer. Watching the news, mm-hmm. not that you'll get everything, but with Spanish, there are what we call cognatos or cognates. So you get a Spanish word that looks and sounds like an English word. Right. So, chocolate, actriz, aeropuerto, Mm -hmm. different words like that will kind of get you a jump start. So, we have the same alphabet, which is also helpful. Um, And even just pronunciation. Like, I struggled with one of my babies this year. Lord Jesus could not get the vowel sound. So, if you master the vowels, you're okay. Okay. And I gave them, like, this little rhyme. So, the vowel sounds in Spanish are I-A-E-O-U. So, you have I as in father. A is in they, E is in police, O is in low, U is in Sue. Okay. If you have vowel sounds, everything else should be easier. Mm, that's good. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like yeah. that. And I guess, too, again, I, again, I can listen, I understand, but I'm scared to speak it. Is there a good app so I can actually, like, talk, it can tell me if I'm saying stuff correctly? Like, again, I, I want to practice it before I go there, gotcha. and then you say something wrong, and they're looking like, what is he talking about? Honestly, not necessarily. The best practice for speaking is just using it. Um, I do know that um, there are a couple of agencies within our city that offer conversation tables. Mm-hmm. But the best practice is just, if you know somebody that speaks the language, just have a conversation. Like, hey, I'm trying to work on this language. 
can you help me out? Just kind of guide me. Let's just throw out some words. Am I saying this correctly? And even don't be afraid to make mistakes because I make mistakes when I'm speaking. Understood. And then I just correct myself. But a lot of people see that you're willing to learn, you're willing to try. They'll help you along. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Going back to Columbia. See? Tell us the best experience you had there or what you do. Tell us what you did. Tell us about the trip. So first of all, if you decide to go to Columbia, make sure that you exchange enough money. Like between four to five hundred U.S. Um, Colombian denominations are in a thousand pesos. Okay. So like one dollar is twenty seven hundred Colombian pesos, mm-hmm. and that's going to fluctuate. So I didn't also didn't take into consideration we took cabs. So if I go back to Cartagena, I definitely stayed within the walled city, right. which is like the tourist attraction. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of neat things in the walled city. Um, you will find a lot of people are hustling. Because their dollar's not worth, or their peso's not worth a lot. Right. So you'll have people that'll come up selling trinkets, t-shirts, whatever. And we did make a travel mistake, and I thought about you when we did that. We exchanged at the airport. (laughs) Because, unfortunately, one of the girls on the trip works for... The bank. Uh, works for the bank, mm-hmm. and they were unable to do a turnaround so quick. Gotcha. So, yeah, we didn't make that mistake. We stayed at the Hotel Caribe, which is the oldest hotel in Cartagena. Okay. Um, but, again, the most recommended locations are in the walled city, which was also beautiful. Dinner can start at, like, 38,000 Colombian pesos, which is, like, 12 bucks. Right. So we had breakfast one morning. I had arepas, which is the Colombian national not necessarily a national dish, but it's a typical food in Colombia. Right. It was um like a corn, not even necessarily a tortilla, okay. but not a pancake, but a long gotcha. time right. with cheese, bacon and eggs, and a mimosa for 15 bucks. Yeah, that's a steal. Yes. That's a steal. <laughs> um, we went to a place called Carmen, which was absolutely delicious. And all these recommendations came from someone that okay. knew somebody in the group. So right. she said, you have to try these places. There's some different things to do. One evening after dinner, we went to Townhouse Rooftop Bar. It was a very nice little bar. They had, like, swimming pools. Mm-hmm. So you can go in. You can sit at the bar, or you can put your feet in this little swimming pool. But make sure you keep your receipt because they are very sticklers about cashing out. Uh, okay. So one girl was like, oh, I paid. No, you didn't pay. So they were coming after us. No, ma'am. I got my paper right here. <laughs> The best part was there's a gentleman on Instagram, Alex Rocha, okay. and he has this company called Experience Real Cartagena, mm-hmm. and we did the Pelenque tour. Okay. So it's like an hour drive from Cartagena, so it's basically a maroon city established by runaway Africans, runaway enslaved Africans. Okay. So as we're driving, we're thinking, wow, he ran away in the early 1600s. There's no roads. There's no transportation. You did this on foot. So it makes you proud to come from these people. Right, right, Like, right. you know what? It runs deep. We are a unwavering people. We yes. are very strong, and we're going to get it done. Definitely agree. That was absolutely fabulous just to be with the Pelenque. So it's about 5,000 people within this little village. Wow. They took us in. And just made us feel at home. Now, I will say it was a different kind of hot in Palenque. <laughs> it was so, oh, Jesus, it was so hot. <laughs> but we had a tour guide, and I guess 
this particular guy, he still lives in the village, right. and he's a boxer. Okay. So one of the most famous Pelinke is um, Kid Belembe, who was actually a world champion boxer. Okay. That came from same the same people. Gotcha. Um, he didn't read or write well, so he was taken advantage of. So a lot of his money's been going in. Yeah, the normal boxing story. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's still alive, and then gave some of his money to pave the roads. But we're kind of looking at it like he paved the road. This is gravel. <laughs> That's what you mean. But it was it was really interesting. Um, we went to one lady's house and she was making cocadas, which are like coconut, easy not easy bake coconut, no bake candies, really sweet. And then in her yard, she had a sow and then a bunch of little piglets running around. And she was telling us how what she does to make these cocadas. Um, then she also made some other bread, and we tried canips. They had a canip tree. Right. And just different things that we could they could sell us. We went to another gentleman in the village, the medicine man. Okay. And he made some homemade rum that tasted like antiseptic, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. Um, and then the highlight was we went to the school. Mm-hmm. So they have like a, not even necessarily African dance, but they they believe that when they die, they go back to Africa. They okay. don't go to heaven. Gotcha. They go to Africa because that's, they're embracing their roots. Gotcha. So they had the youngsters putting on dance performances for us mm-hmm. and then asked us to join in. It's so dang hot out here. <laughs> so, but it was cool. Um, that's, a, that's a dope experience. Oh, yeah. Really good time. Um, the food was, again, really great. So after that one, we went to some, just a little restaurant. That was the best pork chop I've ever had. And I try not to eat a lot of pork, but it was mm-hmm. phenomenal. One of the other dishes was uh, mojara, which is like a fried fish. Okay. And a lot of people were like, you ate that? Yes, I ate it. Well, the head was still on it. I'm not going to eat the head. I'm just going <laughs> to eat the filet. I would say I definitely, when I was in Columbia, I, that was the best food I had. Like, mm-hmm. the fish was the just the way they seasoned I don't know how they seasoned it. It right. was the bomb, the, mm-hmm. the fish. And then it was, like, seemed fresh, like, right off yeah. the water. And then even, like, coffee. I don't even like coffee, but that coffee was really good. Mm-hmm. It was just yeah. natural. It was good. Yeah. So, yeah, that was Cartagena, and then you'll find a different switch in Medellin. Mm-hmm. We got off the plane. Who turned the heat off? Like, because they're deep in the <laughs> valley, it was yeah. much cooler. But that tour was nice, and it was just haphazard. Our driver that picked us up from the airport, oh, what are y'all doing today? And the girls are passing me the phone. We don't understand Spanish, so I'm texting him. <laughs> he said, well, I can take y'all around for the city. So he gave us a really good price. Um we went to a couple of places in Medellin. So mm-hmm. the famed Colombian artist, Fernando Botero, has like a park. And a lot of his statues are over overweight or overly emphasized um, figurines. Okay. Kind of went around to the botanical garden. And then the best part of Medellin was we went to Comuna Trece, which is a kind of like the favelas in Brazil. Okay. And just to see everybody in like deep poverty, but they're still happy. Right. And they would invite you in. It was it was amazing, and looking at a lot of the murals that were painted there, it's just absolutely fascinating. Art and food—that's Columbia. Man. Yeah. I love it, mm-hmm. love it, love it. Yes. So, if you had to go back and you could only do one thing, what would you do? I would actually spend more time in Medellin. Okay. Definitely, because um, just a quick day trip wasn't enough. Understood. 
Um, and I would definitely fly Avianca. You know, a lot Love of people Avianca. are, Love it. are oh my goodness. iffy about airlines right. outside of the States. Right. Avianca was fabulous. Yes. We upgraded to first class for an extra $4. <laughs> and everybody's looking at us like, what are they doing at first class? Are we chilling? Yeah, yeah I love <laughs> Avianca. That's, that's, my, that's my Emirates for the, when I'm over that side yeah. of the world. So, yeah, I love Avianca. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I really enjoyed Medellin. Okay. Like, I haven't, like I said, I only went to Cartagena. I was there, I was there, like I said, it was like 4th of July weekend when I went. Yeah. So definitely got to get back to Columbia. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm scared to go now because, of course, my coworker was with me before. So he was my right. built-in Spanish interpreter. Gotcha. But it was cool because I had on a, like a local brand mm-hmm. that I was wearing. And guy, I look obviously American because that's how I look. <laughs> so the guy says, he yells out the name of the, the brand I had on my hat. And I'm like... So he's talking to me, and he was like, um, he was, oh, I got this, I got this. If you need anything, let me know, da, da, da. He said, oh, I'm from Queens. I just live here. My family's here, da, da, da. So he was kind of hooking me up because he could tell I was American. And literally, it was a couple other people who randomly, it was like a guy from South Carolina. He was on spring break or something gotcha. that was there, which I'm like, he studied abroad, and he was on spring break during this study abroad session. Mm-hmm. So he was on, at the beach. Yeah. But literally, he got to meet people because, again, I guess I look American for the most part. <laughs> so it was like, he, the way he's dressed, he's not from here. So they just come talk to me. And then, you know. Definitely. So definitely, like I said, I would definitely recommend it as well. I'm sure your experience was a lot different mm-hmm. just because, again, you stayed at a hotel and then you kind of did some more touristy things. I was with a family, so it was different. But true, true, yeah. definitely sounds like you had a good experience, and I want to look up that tour as well. So. Oh, it was phenomenal. Cool, cool, cool. Anything else you want to add about any other recent trips you got or think you got planned? Just get out there, see the world. If you're at least traveling out of the country at least once, twice a year, make sure you sign up for Global Entry. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to get back. Although, unfortunately, we came back to Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Of the 10 machines, three of them were busted. Wow. But it was nice to walk through customs and you see everybody in line that does not have Global Entry. Right. And you cut in front of all these people and they look, why is she cutting? Yeah, because... I have global entry. Yes, I'm not basic. Best $100 you'll ever spend, global definitely, entry. Definitely, yep. definitely. Okay. Yeah, and just a shout-out to my travel buddies. Hey. Because it was just a spur-of-the-moment thing. We were chatting at a Christmas brunch. Hey, we need a fourth to go to Columbia. You speak Spanish. Do you want to go? <laughs> yes, I'll go to Columbia. It's before finals. I'm not worried. That's what's up. That's yeah. what's up. Well, definitely glad you guys got to go and got the experience. And, you know, literally, it's, that's how travel works, though, right? It you does. have experiences. You set them up and, you know, always looking for additional people to join in. So right. glad that worked out. Have to get your friends to come on the podcast, too. Tell us about some of their experiences. Sure. Um, let's see. We're on a transition to our final segment of the podcast. Cool. And... This is the extra take, right? Quick, quick. You, what happened? Tell us about something that happened. I'm not proud, but I hustled a hustler. Okay. So we had lunch across the street from the hotel and then walked to the beach. So as soon as we walked to the beach, everybody's storming. Hey, you want bracelets, pulseras, collares, camisetas? No, no quiero nada. No quiero comprar nada. I'm not going to buy anything. So the one lady, her name was Irma. Ah, oh, massage, massage. No, I don't need a massage, lady. No, thank you. <laughs> Every five minutes. Oh, massage. You look like one of my children. I have ten kids. Though so I sound like you got a problem. <laughs> so telling her no the whole time. No, I don't want a massage. And she takes my arm and pulls out this funky lotion and starts rubbing my arm. I'm like, no, I don't want a massage. She told her daughter, go grab a chair. So she threw me in a chair. So I'm getting a massage. <laughs> Unwillingly, I'm like, I told her no. I said, well, she's going to be mad when she realizes I'm not paying for this because I told you no. 
<laughs> and my travel mates were like, you told her no so many times. I was like, yeah, I did. So when she finished, she told me 300,000 Colombian pesos, which is like 90 bucks. Right. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. So I pulled out like 5,000 pesos. I was like, this is all I have. And she was trying to peek in my bag. <laughs> no, 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 not today. So then her niece, that's only like $2. That's all I have. No, thank you. So I was like, well, I have money in the room. So she followed me across the street. Fortunately, there's security. She can't come onto the property. Mm. So she might still be waiting outside the gate for her money. <laughs> but yeah. That is crazy. We couldn't go back to the beach because I scammed a scammer. You can't scam. <laughs> come on. Now people out here trying to make a living. You're out here getting free massages and stuff. I told her no. At least you tipped her, I guess. I guess that works. I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Another topic. Yes. So the president recently... Um, put a new hold on to Cuba. Yes. So even cruises are now can't go, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Had, did you get a chance to go to Cuba while it was unrestricted? I have not. Have not? No. All right. I got I a chance to go. My question, though, was, is Cuba was another place where people, shockingly to me anyways, they knew English, like, really well. Right. So, um, and it was like New York City, New York City, because I guess everybody likes New York, whatever. Yeah. So um, they talked to me and we had discussions, but I had a real time from a culture standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is, is when you go to places and the culture visits, do you typically stay away from the touristy areas because you are familiar with Spanish or do you kind of stay in the, the beaten path, so to speak? Well, for the Colombia trip, I was just along for the ride. Right. So my travel mates, oh, we want to do this, I want to do this. I'm along for the ride. Gotcha. I'm very go with the flow, laid back. Okay. So I was fine with looking at the murals, beautiful artwork, I'm going to the botanical garden, just sightseeing, seeing right. stuff that you don't normally see here. So I like to get off the beaten path. Um, another favorite trip of mine is went to Jamaica with some friends, and my friend's family still lives there. Gotcha. So we kind of got the inside track. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to her uncle's house. Okay. He cooked for us. We had a really good time. So if you have locals or somebody that's there on the island, right. you're in lifeland. Using that experience, I guess, when you go to a Spanish-speaking place and you know Spanish, do you are you able to network with the people that actually work on the resorts or things like that and then use that, or you don't really do that? Sometimes. Sometimes. They're, um, it helps because a lot of people are like, oh, well, she knows Spanish. So I did make a friend, the, um, the bellman. Oh, if y'all need this, you can talk to this person because we were trying to make a decision on which beach to go to. And because I was I had spoken to him and was very friendly, I'm like, oh, he was checking you out. I'm like, he's married. Ain't nobody worried about no old man that's married. So he was like, oh, well, you can talk to this person. So we ended up speaking with somebody else and got some assistance. Okay, cool. So it does come in handy. Understood. Yeah. All right, well, thank you. No problem. All right, transition to our final segment of the podcast. We call it here Global Entry. I'm going to ask a few questions that I'll ask everybody in the podcast. Sure. First question is, you had our long flight, which I'm sure Columbia was a little longer than that. You might have lay over in Florida, I'm not sure. A little longer than that, what's on your travel play- playlist? I am strictly an R&B person. Okay. Um, my go-to recently has been Adrian Marcel. Anybody that Rafael Sadiq produces okay. is okay with That's me. That's fair. But he's awesome. But a lot of, like... Raheem Devon's also my favorite. Dwelle. Okay. Jill Scott. Good, good. Nice chill vibe. Okay, yeah. I can rock with that. Uh-huh. Um, of course, on the flight, you know, the come down the line and they're going to ask you what you want, cookies, pretzels, or peanuts. What are you getting? Now, our flight over was on JetBlue. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize JetBlue had unlimited snacks. So we were mauling the um, 
corn poppers, like the little popcorn uh-huh. chips. Those are so good. Those were really good. So I think I had like three bags. <laughs> so I'll bring you some more. Thank you. That's what's up. Yeah, I like JetBlue sometimes too for mm-hmm. the international. They do, they do a good job. Yeah. Um, next question is if every trip, uh, is there one particular thing you try to bring back, whether it's a trinkets or money, or is it, is it a particular thing you bring back from everywhere you go? Because I work for the school system, uh-huh. I need to make sure that my vacation days, so I have more sick days than I have vacation days. Okay. So the financial secretary always gets a gift. Okay. Um, I brought them <laughs> back um, Afro Colombian keychains. It was a little lady with Afro and red lips. And the one secretary was like, oh, my God, this is fabulous. My husband put it in our house, and it's just hanging on this one little spot because, oh, that was just so beautiful, and it's us. So it's <laughs> so funny that when you travel, you know, there's African black people everywhere. Right. And I told her about the Palenque tour, and she was like, oh, it's us? I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, light as me, brown as you. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we always ask this question. I like this question a lot. It just tries to feel... You know about your travel experiences. So, based on your travel experience, if I gave you a personal jet for the weekend, and I said you can fly out, you can go get a meal, get a drink, and then come back, where would you go, and what would you would you eat? I would go to Madrid. Okay. And I would go to Casa Botín, which is the oldest restaurant in the world. Really? Yes. Okay. It's um, was created in about the 1600s. Okay. Um, they have a roasted suckling pig. That Interesting. just looks phenomenal. Okay. They got an IG. I need to follow them. I'm sure it's going to be <laughs> popping on that one. The next question is going to be, what does hustle mean to you? What does hustle mean to me? Never taking no for an answer. Okay. Being a problem solver. Making sure that if plan A didn't work, you have B through Z. I like that. I can rock with that. And then lastly, how can the people connect with you? Are you, you want to drop a social media handle? You want to get some people to come for you, some Spanish tutoring? Like, how can they connect with you? Well, paid Spanish tutoring. <laughs> My Instagram is at christylove19. Again, it's private because I work with kids. So I'm going to have to check you out and see what you are doing or what's your MO because not everybody gets to see all my travel videos. Understood, understood. <laughs> well, thank you again for coming on the podcast, no giving us some knowledge on your recent trips and on how Spanish is helping you. Uh, definitely something I want to learn a lot more. I just haven't put in the effort. So I'm a, I'm a, it's my, by the end of the year, I think I'm going to try to put a few hours in over the summer to get better. So. Definitely. So. Muchísimas gracias. All right, appreciate you. All right.